On today's episode, we dig into the archives for the things we wish we could bring back to Walt Disney World. The only question left is, what would you bring back? This is episode 85 of the Off the Monorails podcast. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. This is the Alpha Monorails podcast. I'm your host, Jordan, joined today, as always, by my two fellow co-hosts, Justin and Ryan. Fellas, how are we doing on this lovely, lovely day? We are doing well. It's good to see you boys. Glad uh, glad to be here and doing another session uh, for the people. Yeah, I'm doing great, guys. How about y'all? It's been a, been a lovely weekend. Yeah, yeah, it's been good, and it's always good to you know sit down and talk some Disney with you guys and get back to it and you know just have a nice nice release from uh the day-to-day so yeah you're yeah. telling me i've put in you know some hours this weekend so far <laughs> got one more night to go well I, yeah. i'm getting ready to put in some hours because i actually just sent these guys a screenshot earlier that i have officially renewed my annual passes so um after looking <laughs> at that price man i've got to get my ass to work <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> It's it's uh, a tough pill to swallow, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, if kind of like the the reel we just put on Instagram yesterday with the panda kind of throwing ass <laughs> yeah, around, yeah. Uh, <laughs> these prices keep going up. If you see me on the the corner, you know, just you know, with a Mind bunch business. of singles hanging out my waistband, just just know I'm doing it for Disney. So yeah, yeah. There's that. There's a market yep. for dad bods. Yeah. At off the monorails, by the way, if you want to follow us on Instagram and see. This content at <laughs> Off the Monorails. Go check it out. We'd love to have you join us there on I Instagram. I see an actual TikTok of said <laughs> situation here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, Ryan, you know, I had the same reaction, so you know, so to speak. You know, this this was my first year uh having to renew the passes with uh both kids on it now. Now oh, that yeah. the youngest is th- over three years old. Uh so yeah, it's it, it's, that was that little extra was like, oh, oh, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, it's an extra 800 right there, boys. Oh. 800 shitting me. I wish 800. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's um, yeah, we do it because we we love it. And, you know, but, you know, to your statement, Ryan, there are there are things there's things that we sacrifice. Right. There's things that we. Uh, that we do in order to to be able to go to Disney and be yeah. able to spend time with our family and the difference that it makes in our lives and and their lives for sure and seeing the magic shine through through the yeah. kids' eyes. So it is definitely uh, you know it's definitely worth it. Uh, obviously that's uh, subjective, but uh, to us it's it's worth it. And you know to us it is our escape and all the other you know quote unquote Disney adults out there. You know what we mean. So. Yeah, and. Yep there's things that we talk about on here time and time again, and it's getting the most value every time you visit the parks and resorts. And we're always finding ways to save money, whether it be little hacks we've found, you know, like with art Smith's homecoming where you can keep your water bottle and get, get a discount on your refills there or Mm -hmm. added value from meals in the parks that are shareable and stuff like that. We always find these, these opportunities to, to save some money because every bit of money we save goes towards our next trip 
So it's just a way that we are able to keep this going with smart spending or investing or working overtime or just making sacrifices on the front line to continue to do what we do here because we love it so much. So, and I know this is we're we're primarily a Disney podcast, but we do like to pay attention to some of the other theme parks and other happenings around, especially in the Orlando area. And Halloween Horror Nights, guys, has kicked off over at Universal Orlando. Not yes. sure if you've seen any of the footage, video, anything like that, but I, I myself uh, took a took a liking to some some videos, and uh, it's it looks pretty looks pretty interesting. E- even our uh, you know even our friend old Gil is uh you know got his team member preview of it and uh of this year's event and had has some glowing things to say about it yeah but i said gil did approve of it so if he likes it i think it's going to be a banger yeah yeah the, the good thing with halloween horror nights is too is they um they don't really seem to to ring out the same rag year after year they they always <laughs> find great new themes and you know they have like several different haunted houses that they do, and they're uh, they'll scare the shit out of you. I've I've um, I've watched some yeah. POV videos of people walking through them, and um, man, some of them I don't know how those people don't get punched sometimes with the jump scares. <laughs> I would definitely be swimming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's you know it's it's one of those you go into it like all right, I know they can't touch me, but my gosh, like it it's one of those that yeah you. It'd be interesting for sure uh, sometimes to to go through some of these houses. The theming is unreal. Like you said, Ryan, I mean, they spare no expense as far as imagining up these new storylines. And mm-hmm. it's so, so thought out. Uh, everything's super detailed. The sets are crazy. Like the the detail and the, the, you know, the grandeur of the sets, right? Like these huge, huge houses. And so... I, I, for one, appreciate that aspect, the art of production of these. Uh, so, and it, yeah, it's a cool event. And it's, you know, it's definitely one of the more unique events uh, when it comes to Halloween events, uh, especially in the Orlando area. Uh, it's probably, I mean, there's a reason why it's been voted the best, you know, Halloween event throughout, you know, throughout the world uh, multiple, multiple times. So uh, I hope that, I'm hoping I get the chance to to go check out because there are some really cool things like uh, you got the Stranger Things house, you got The Last of Us, which is based off the video game, which is really yep. cool. Uh, and then they've got some like you, they they always have their some original houses as well. They've got a Chucky house. Uh, they've got uh, yeah, they've got some some other ones as well that look pretty crazy. Uh, but yeah, so if you are looking for that type of Halloween event, make sure you check out. Universal Orlando's uh, website and their offerings. Uh, but yeah, I'm interested to uh, hopefully go try it. Not on a full tummy because then I'll have to go change my pants. <laughs> that's not that's not for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Justin will do haunted houses, so I'm excited for you all if that's up your alley. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> Justin don't do haunted houses. Okay, okay. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, uh, before we get to today's subject, uh, we would, of course, like to remind you to go check us out at offthemonorails.com. We've got our blog there uh, that you can read up on tips and tricks and dining reviews, et cetera, on you know, just different things going on at Walt Disney World Resort in Florida, uh, along with our shop. Uh, it's there. It's got 
plenty of spooky season stuff uh and it is spooky season and so we have just freshly released some uh, new designs uh for the for the season uh we're celebrating we've you know we've uh released our uh lightning mcqueen day release uh nine five is where we released uh, our brand new lightning mcqueen design uh well lightning mcqueen inspired i think i i have to say legally uh but it's got a it's got a good uh got a good design a motif inspired by some vintage uh racing apparel from back in the day back in our childhood and then uh and then we've got the legendary horseman design on there as well celebrating the legend of sleepy hollow of course so uh go check that out and many many more items uh, they are there available for your pleasure and for your enjoyment and Yep. We hope to see you rocking it. And it's a good way to to support the show too. Absolutely. And also on on the uh, website we have uh, some blogs that from diner reservations uh back in the day that we have covered, uh lunch, breakfast, dinner, we've done it all uh and have some great reviews on there and if you're looking to uh christen a throne with a spooky dookie, we have <laughs> episode 5. Of the Off the Monorails podcast, where we have offered our graces on the number one places to number two at Walt Disney World. So go check that out. It's a great read. Uh, we we have toilet humor. It's it's funny and all. It's a gag, but for real though, there's some really good information that can be found on our blogs on the website. So make sure that you uh, check those out and peruse. Yeah, yeah. If you're looking for the the real humor, uh, we will divert you to our tiktok page which is also at off the monorails um pretty much everything that was too stupid for instagram made it there uh, along with some <laughs> some other great things um and then once again instagram that's our daily driver that's where episode announcements go uh, we have special days uh, throughout the week for certain types of posts uh we put stories while we're in the parks on instagram so you'll be able to follow along kind of kind of build that day with us and then uh, we're also on facebook we're on threads twitter x whatever you want to call it nowadays i don't care i still call it twitter <laughs> so um yeah we're everywhere youtube as well off the monorails across the board and uh, be sure and keep an eye on the youtube stuff because we are uh, starting to get the finishing touches on our first entry to long form content. So be on the lookout for that and make sure you're subscribed. So you're notified whenever some new stuff gets posted. Yeah. If you want to help, uh, help us out build the channel, we're trying to really beef up uh, YouTube and uh, what we're trying to accomplish on there. So we definitely appreciate that. All right, fellas, I think it's time to go into our topic for today. And this one's going to be pretty interesting. We talk about a lot of different things over, you know, over the course of these episodes. Now, this being the 84th edition. And, you know, in throughout those episodes, there have been some things that we've discussed that, you know, we're think are now things of the past at Walt Disney World. And it got us thinking if we collectively, if we could, if we could bring some, some of these things back from the past that we absolutely love and adore, um, then what would those things be? What would be our top choices if we could bring some things back? So we went back to the archives, back to our you know personal experiences and just anything and everything that 
used to be offered at Walt Disney World Resorts in Florida, whether it was an attraction, whether it was a restaurant or food or a service or anything, Open box. Uh, what what would a, what would we bring back uh, to have the better you know the best experience possible? Uh, so, with that being said, we're going to go through our list and uh, and let you know what we uh what we would bring back if if we had the power to to do so and you know uh let us know uh what what you what you think and see if you see if you agree so uh who wants to kick us off uh, i'll go first this time since justin always gets the, the first go around so um <laughs> so the funny thing about my list which is pretty on brand for me is my entire list is either food or drink options <laughs> which is fine um, this is just where I miss the most things, uh, for number, <laughs> my number three, I guess, if we're doing like a top three would be, uh, this is an old one actually, cause this hasn't been available for a while, but, um, McDonald's fries being available within the parks. Does anybody oh, remember this? I remember that. W. Oh okay. man. So, this is a little oh. bit of a history thing for you. Um, like Fairfax Fair uh, at Hollywood Studios it used to be called Fairfax Fries, and they served McNuggets and fries there. Wow! Man. And then wow. refreshment port at Epcot served like it used to have a McDonald's emblem on the refreshment port sign, and wow. they served McNuggets and fries out of there also. And then uh, Petrie Fries in Animal Kingdom mm. uh, Restaurant Asaurus they had McDonald's food there. Yeah. Uh, and then my favorite, this is where it all began, was the Frontierland fries mm. cart at Magic Kingdom. Mm. That's where mm -hmm. everybody remembers getting McDonald's fries, at least I, know, as far as I'm concerned. I remember uh, the Hollywood Studios, well, the MGM Studios one at the yeah. time. I rem dude, like when you said that, I totally forgot about this. But when you said it, it clicked. Instant flash. And I went instantly to MGM Studios having yeah. McDonald's fries. Holy cow. And I'm actually going to probably stuff. for a throwback Thursday. I'm going to dig up the photos. There is the McDonald's that was right there in front of like uh, where Animal Kingdom and All Star Resorts and all those entrances yeah. are. Yeah. Uh, That's like a real nice, like glass kind of modern building. That used to be like the most, um, like um, out of this world, like over the top McDonald's. Like it was, if you've like Pop Century had mm -hmm. a McDonald's, that's what it looked like. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's, you know, that's something that a lot of people really don't know about unless you're like a, a you know, a Disney old head. But uh, I, I've say this many times while we go to the parks was how I remember McDonald's food being available within the parks because McDonald's always has done a deal with Disney and having the toys and the happy yeah. meals and stuff. So yeah, figured that'd be a nice little tidbit to kick off with. I like it. I like it as well. Uh, so for mine, all of mine are pretty good ones, so I don't really think I can rank them. So uh, we'll just go in order as I have them listed. But uh, top of the list for me, uh, Mickey's Toontown Fair at Magic Kingdom. Yeah, that was on my list too. Uh, anytime I think about my childhood and going to Disney, it's at Magic Kingdom and seeing Toontown. Yeah. Uh, just the theming of it all. You know the the Roger Rabbit inspired looking, yep. You know stuff. I I fell in love with that, and this is still embedded in my memory exactly how it looked. Yeah. Uh, I wish I wish I could see it today as an adult mm -hmm. and appreciate what we had. 
Yeah. And I mean, you still can take it in in Disneyland. Right. And they have done they have redone some of it, yeah. restyled it and et cetera. And Disneyland. But yeah, Disney World, Magic Kingdom, it's missing it. Right. And to be fair, I mean, it, it's it is the subject it, you'll see in a lot of our throwback Thursday posts on Instagram. You'll see a lot of those photos taken in this area. Right. There. Right. Yep. And it's, it was a huge part of our park going experience. So much so, you know, that me and Justin broke some rules and probably, you know, we did got on some furniture we probably shouldn't have gotten on. But the mouse doesn't know about it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, to to not have that here in Florida, I have to go to California to experience it. It's kind of a letdown. I, it's also one of the biggest things I'm looking forward to when I finally make it out to Disneyland would, you know, is Toontown. It's going to be a highlight for sure. And to your point, Justin, because I, I want to make sure, because I had, I, this was also on my list. And do you think, let me pose the question to you guys. Do you think that what we got in return from Toontown going away is worth it and yeah. for the audience let me <laughs> let me put this in perspective uh, storybook circus yeah well we storybook circus got pushed to the right and then you that which opened up the path for uh the beauty and the the your beast castle and uh seven dwarves mine train that's that's what opened the bulk up of it yeah um so yeah now you're talking about a premier attraction for magic kingdom I am 100% down with reverting. <laughs> you give it away. And, and I'm glad you brought this up because that was that was my intent on making my list because uh, we didn't box ourselves in. So I was I was thinking about it and I I would be willing to give up what took over whenever they demolished it. And that being Seven Doors Mind Train and that entire area. Uh, and, and bring back Toontown. I would do it in a heartbeat, instantly. Like no regrets. Mm. Let's do it now. Please. So it, would that include like so it'd be Mine Train and like the be our guest area and like the Bells right. Enchanted Tale area, all of that. And yeah, and you're talking. I can go eat at Grand Tavern. Floridian Cafe. I'm good. No Gaston's yeah. Tavern. Yeah, all. Yeah, of that's it. fine. That's fine. Yeah, I um, bring back Toontown. I think, I think, uh, Magic Kingdom in Orlando lacks something of that nature. Well, it's, it's, it allowed you to walk in a cartoon. Well, it was intuitive, yeah. Like it was it, interactive. Yeah, thing. yeah. There's like nothing how, like uh, that there now. There's no. There's nothing interactive other than the Swiss Family Treehouse. As far as like being able to, how, you're talking about like submersing, like yeah. into right, you know, right, right environment. Like how how you feel when you go into Galaxy's Edge? Like you 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 see like you're, you're in Star Wars, yeah. and yeah. think of how. They themed uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Yeah, you go into the cartoon at Magic Kingdom. It's lacking that connection because you're talking about princesses, animated, you know, yeah. classics that everything is based on. You had that no chance, <laughs> you but know, you're dealing but... with, but you're dealing with the the characters and their houses and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's all themed that way, like it's in a cartoon, and it's it's. That, that connection. Yeah, I, th I mean, I think, to be fair, I think Magic Kingdom has some pockets of that. 
right? I mean, it's a theme park and it's supposed right. to be one of the most immersive theme parks in the world. But these little pockets, right? Like, I, I get what you're saying, Justin. I, I like, there's nothing quite like being in Mickey's house, yeah. right? Versus like you go into a circus tent and there's Dumbo sort of thing, right? Right. Right. A little, or you go Tangible. into, you go Here's into a very Pirates expensive Chuck E. Cheese play area. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, I have. Maybe I, maybe I just can't describe it so good, but you're, you're, you're trending in the direction. Yeah. I, no, I get it. And just to be fair to Ryan on that statement, that's, that is the number one reason I refuse to stop <laughs> at that play area. Dude. It's like, I'm not, I was like, nope. Nope, we can go do other things. We are not stopping and playing yeah. at a jungle gym. For the life Disney of me, World. every time my kids insist on playing there, I'm like, we could have just went five miles from our house to Burger King and let you do that while we eat <laughs> exactly. a kids' meal. Exactly. Like, we are in Disney, and you want to get shocked by a slide. That's what you want to do. <laughs> this is what I pay $3,000 a year for annual passes for. No, thank you. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Facts. Nope. Nope. I know. I yeah, know. Bring I'm, back Toontown. Yeah. Yeah. I, we we All do right. need something close to that. You know, being able to sit at the on the front porch of Duck County School. We need that again. And maybe we'll get it, right? With all these expansion talks that they've been teasing, maybe we'll start getting something a little bit more. And I do, I do think they have that pressure on them, right? Like where, and we've talked about this a little bit, where you look at these new lands and these new parks that they're, I mean, Justin, you kind of touched on it. With, already there. Yeah, yeah, competition's out there, right? Like when you look at this immersiveness that Universal's going with, yeah. and you look at Super Nintendo World, and you see, I mean, you are inside the video game, right? Like right. you see that, and then you see some of the other things that they're, that they're working on. But then you also just, just literally take in what Disney's been doing, right? With Galaxy's Edge, with Toy Story Land, with Pandora. Like, those are all very immersive areas that they've created. So I think that they are, I think they are capable and can, you know, can make it happen. And I think they will be forced to make it happen, to continue to make it happen, to attract people. And the thing is, is, Magic Kingdom is supposed to be the cherry on top. Like this yeah. is the the culmination of your trip. It's missing something, and it needs it needs a a revision on what it is. And I'm not sure exactly what the pulse yeah. of the room is on it. And the the competition is is finding their their direction and they're capitalizing while Disney is still trying to figure out its identity. I mean, hell, we still got Stitch's Great Escape just sitting <laughs> abandoned right now, and they can't figure out what the hell they want to do with it. Yeah. Well, they're using it for and, the Halloween party for meet and greet. Yeah, yeah. So, I I mean, I get what you're saying, right? Like they are Magic Kingdom out of all the out of all the for theme park it's so lackluster right now it's well but it's supposed to be the it, gold standard too like it leans right on, well it's they're leaning on its legacy yeah right absolutely. like it's 100 yeah. yeah. they're leaning on the legacy of the magic kingdom not the progression of the magic kingdom all the other parks okay. are progressing forward right when you look mm -hmm. at epcot and guardians of the galaxy cosmic rewind and the 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 craziness thinking, that that is driven. right 
And you look at some of the other things that are done at Hollywood Studios with all the immersive environments, like the aforementioned Toy Story Land, Galaxy's Edge, and then even in in Animal Kingdom, right? When you when I talked Pandora. about Pandora, right, and that is a very immersive area. But even the other areas too, right? They have gotten it right in a lot of right. ways, and uh, and they are going to press forward even more with you know, Zootopia and some Moana stuff there. Mm -hmm. So they are pushing, pushing at these other parks. And it feels like, I mean, granted, they did just open Tron. We, you know, kind of forget that they opened a whole roller coaster over there. But in that same vein, it was put in a place that desperately needed another attraction it was a, it's a copycat, an exact replica of a ride already. It so took not five years to build intuitive. It <laughs> took five plus years to build and open. Uh, so it's it, I, I, I don't disagree. Right. Where the Magic Kingdom, it's just like Disneyland, too. Right. Disneyland leans on its legacy. Right. Yep. And, and there's a lot Big of time. people there. They tip they tiptoe around like, all right, what can we actually do here? What can we yeah. actually change? Because they know, I mean, you just look at the, and we just, and we talked about it on our last episode, but you look at the, the public reaction to the changes that they're going to make for, for the Haunted Mansion and that new area yeah. at Disneyland, right? And that new courtyard kind of area that they're doing. And you saw the outcry of people were like, what are they doing? What do they think they're doing? Well, right. It's going it, to, you know, the same thing would be at. There's going to be backlash. Right at Magic Kingdom, so yeah, it's all. I think Disney's always evil. Yeah, I think Disney's always pushing forward and progressing forward. Uh, but I think Magic Kingdom's always going to be the one to be the slowest one to progress forward. I can agree. All right. Uh, so for mine, I'll start uh, with my number three. I think my lowest impact. But uh, for me, it's going to be one that I actually never got to experience. We just didn't do this, uh, but I would. I love the idea of it. I would love to go and ex have the opportunity to experience it. And the cool thing about it is, is that it could exist today, and nothing. It would change nothing. Like it wouldn't be touched. Uh, but mine is River Country USA. Yes, yes. You're talking about a water park. Attached to Fort Wilderness, essentially, that literally spits you out into the lake, right? Like part of the swimming area was in the lake. And to be able to go and do that, have these like plunge drop off slides into the lake, have this wilderness kind of exploratory environment, you know, kind of the setting of kind of how Tom Sawyer Island is, where it's kind of right. you're just out and about. It, you can just be out there in the wilderness kind of exploring and having fun in this, in this environment. And I, it looks really cool. I mean, this was, it was open in 1976 and it closed in 2001. And so it was around for a very long time. Uh, it was. And so I, even though I didn't get to go, I, I you know, I, 
pl- visited plenty of times in that time frame. She never knew nothing about it. <laughs> never. We never got it to. I mean, it was never, yeah, it was never a part of our plans or anything like that. Um, it's interesting, too, because uh, shout out mom. She she happened upon the guide, the 1998 guide to Walt Disney World. And uh, it has, you know, it mentions all these old attractions and things, including river country and so it's really cool to go through this uh, you know this pamphlet and That's see awesome. all the uh advertising things for it for that media so but yeah that's where i i wish we could go uh you know and you know now that you know it the land sits vacant uh they're supposed to be building you know this reflections uh lodge this dvc resort yeah. and yeah, update this new poly tower starting to kind of look like what that was going to be <laughs> yeah and i mean it's just, just concrete footers it literally is just concrete footers all fenced off unfinished yeah yep. yeah unfinished work starting they halted that right at the brink of the uh the pandemic yep 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 so i don't know we'll see if it ever starts up again i mean i would i would love that uh, dvc resort to be there uh and right. i would like to see them pay some homage to river country uh yes but absolutely but yeah i mean it's it was you know it was basically like a water park like set set up like summer camp, and yeah. I just uh, I never got to have it as part of my childhood, and uh, I wish uh, I wish I had the opportunity. So, River Country. Same. Yeah. So I want to expand on this because this was actually my number two uh, spot, and uh, it's unique. That's what that's what I think is the the coolest thing about it is that it's so unique to Disney, um, being that. Discovery Island, uh, yes, away. right across from it. Yes. Yeah. So you can't, you can't do that. Used to be an attraction as well. Oh yeah. And then Stop they did ticket. away with that. Um, I know there was a you know an issue with, you know, Florida wildlife. You're going to have alligators and stuff all in there. We had an issue way back when. I don't want to bring that up more than what I just did, but, um, they could they could find ways around that and not have to go into there, but use that as the backdrop and it still be in existence today. Why they felt they had to go more inland when they had existing water features and, and a backdrop so beautiful as around that area by Fort wilderness. I, I don't understand why they ended up building blizzard beach typhoon lagoon. I can understand <laughs> blizzard beach. Why? Like you had this already at your fingertips established. Well, they, I mean, they built Blizzard Beach and they had all three open at the same time. They had all three, right? Correct. Which is, I mean, it's not a bad thing. I, I mean, to them, it's like at that point in time, right? They're building a third, they're building a third water park, which you're in the middle of Florida. It's, you know, it's going to be hot. And so there's, you know, there's traffic for it, right? So it was warranted, I think, when they built it. Um, I just, I, you know, I don't, did, did that influence them closing river country? Maybe. I mean, maybe they just said, okay, well now we've got blizzard beach going operating and it's fully, you know, fully driving. And it's a, and we don't know the traffic details here either. Right. Like right, we don't right, know right. what, what the, uh, what the consumption looked like uh, from visitors. But uh, I mean, something said it was told them it was okay. It's unfortunate. It, it was, uh, it looks like it was a really cool, water park uh yeah and very distinct to the, the disney way so uh i wish it was around i guess to kick off round two i'm once again gonna dig back into the history books a little 
And um, one thing that I wish would come back, which it it has slightly came back in a different form and in a different location, but the Skyway at Magic Kingdom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, of course, we have the Skyliner nowadays, but something of that form would be really, really good for Magic Kingdom, really. I mean, because thankfully the trains have now, as of just earlier this year, have started operating again, so that has helped a little. But, um, you know, used to, you could hop in a gondola and and go over, like, Fantasyland, and you could look over 20,000 Leagues and Ariel's Grotto, and, you know, it was just cool. It, it's, it was another way to divert crowds, and it was, once again, another form of transportation, which Walt Disney was a fanatic of, was different modes of transportation. Um, I think that I think that, that would be really useful, even if it's in a smaller capacity uh, to what the Skyliner is. But honestly, um, yeah, could you imagine like a Skyliner route tying in all of the resort, the monorail loop? resorts in yeah. like it, it kind of makes the monorail useless yeah. but um well i want to i want to pose cool. this question to you if 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 this is still around like how would you like to see the routing go at magic Kingdom? um and would you tie it in to the existing uh skyliner stations and how would that look man that because I mean, magic Kingdom so far yeah away from everything else um yeah, I know we had talked about like tying in, you know, Animal Kingdom Lodge to Animal Kingdom Park with the Skyliner because that would make very yeah. much sense. But um, as far as Magic Kingdom goes, it would have to just be limited to the the monorail loop resorts. Uh, as far as if that were even a possibility, um, I would you- like to see a route go straight from like TTC. And then go right across to uh, the, the gates the of Magic Kingdom. Yeah, straight across the lake. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, that would be cool. It's not because... impossible. Hourglass Lake and stuff, you know, you oh, go yeah. across that between Art and Pop Century. Yeah. But you imagine having a Skyliner that takes you right through the middle of Seven Seas Lagoon. And you like might going be going over the ferry glimpse. boats. Yeah. Or like you get a glimpse of like River Country. You know, they cut a, a line of trees through that island and you kind of go through the middle of it. Like, how sick would that be? So so let me drop this on you. What if they built a turn station on Discovery Island? Thoughts? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be, be yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, it'd be amazing. Imagine imagine being able to visit Discovery Island on the Skyliner like that just for the first time in like twenty years. Overhead and, view. and that capacity. Yeah. yeah, just the overhead view. You can't get off, but Yeah. But also in that area for the first time in 20 years. We're we're talking about two different things here, too, because when I started out, it was, you know, having one within the park. But if you're talking about one for outside the park, it's got to be a whole different line because you have to get admission to the park to get inside to use that one. So you you couldn't really tie all of them together. It would be be cool if it did, though. Like, could you imagine if you would be able to get on a separate gate Skyliner? scan a ticket in like and then it Gateway. goes directly to something yeah. in the park yeah that'd be man killer. that'd be or like killer. a like a like a, a a genie a genie or a lightning lane or something you know where yeah like you get you have you have special admission to it uh and yeah and you get in and you got to have a valid theme park ticket for it and boom it's or like say like at, like say at ttc if you want to take like say maybe they have like a regular uh line where you can get off at the gates and then scan in, or if you have like an express where 
uh, cast member scans your magic band upon getting in a gondola and you keep going past the gate. I think we just made Disney some more money. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But it's a cool conversation to have because if you bring back something that was existing at one point, let's expand that idea and let's talk about like existing things that are there. Discovery Island, like I just said, it's been defunct. It's still part of their property, but it's not usable. Yeah, there's YouTubers so that sneak on there and camp. There. I've seen those yeah. videos. That is yeah. true. Yeah, that is true. I want to do it. We do not condone. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but uh, but yeah, being able to use the existing things that are already there and you just got to build it up and I, I think that'd be real awesome oh yeah being able to tie in some history to it good one Ryan. all right so for uh since justin uh already mentioned his number two and tagged uh with river country i'll go next with fast pass plus yes now we're cooking yes <laughs> yeah I, let him cook like basically i mean it's Essentially, Genie Plus has almost, almost become what that was, where you the the methodology of being able to choose and then rechoose, you know, attractions as soon as you scan into your other one. But I'm waiting for the but. There's big but. <laughs> the biggest difference, right? Obviously, is price tag attached versus no yep. no price attached to the Fast Pass Plus system. Uh, the ability to to pick three rides altogether in advance in yeah. advance whether you're 60 day mark staying on property or 30 day mark not staying on property huge difference because yes i mean in my opinion right like you can't buy a genie plus until you know midnight uh you know the you know 1201 the day that you're visiting the park right mm-hmm. and so the difference of having that fast pass plus system i I was able to build out my itinerary to the T based around those fast passes that I weeks ahead of time, (laughs) weeks, weeks and weeks ahead of time. And I felt really good knowing that I was at least going to go to three attractions, you know, uh, during my visit to that park. Right. And the ability to keep adding on after the fact, right. Like the ability to like get another fast pass after I've exhausted my three, now I can go one scan one, one again one, one yep it was a system that yeah you had yeah, the a, system worked it did you had a, the there was a learning curve to it just like genie plus and any other system out there but we knew it we knew it well and we put it to work and i i don't it'll never go back it'll never go back to unpaid they no. are making too much money on genie plus yep. um i would like them to i would like to see them at least add in some additional perks especially maybe deluxe resort guests where they yeah. maybe get like yeah. a, a free, like the genie plus, you know, maybe like genie plus is free, but the lightning lanes they still have to pay for, or maybe they get a, you know, a discount lightning lane. Yeah. One lightning lane to use on any attraction or, you know, a discounted genie plus rate, something that is another incentive uh, for you to book those resorts. But uh, yeah, unfortunately we'll never see it uh, come back, but man, do I miss fast pass plus. Yeah, and and here's a tip for for you know trying to, I guess, deal with the decision making of the talking heads of the Disney company. If you want something to go away, don't buy it. <laughs> that's that's the only way that you can make something go away. Because as long as yep, people are willing to cash. pay for it, they're gonna keep it in place because it's it's greasing their palms. 
So yeah, they they know yeah. where they can Not squeeze wrong. people for money, and as long as people are willing to, you know, they might bitch about it, but they're still shucking over twenties. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Sometimes thirty five, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Think about it. I mean, the- money, 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 man. Well. And it wasn't too long ago. Fast Pass Plus was a thing. That's what's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're not far removed. Oh, so to um, to to finish out this uh, this whole ordeal for me, um, of course, I got a, a couple of honorable mentions. I'll talk mm-hmm. about at the end. But uh, the the big crescendo for all this is something that I want to come back is none other than my favorite Disney beer, Tusker Lager. Uh, we oh, have my recently lost this in recent years and um, we have had moments of silence and we have bitched about it and cried about it on this show several times and we're going to do it again because it's just that good of a beer um, so in honor of that thank you for your reverence um, yeah uh, when I think Tusker Lager I think of a cool November morning at Nomad Lounge. Yes, sir. About probably 45 degrees. Uh, yeah. And us just, you know, having a moment and cheersing each other and kicking off the day that actually began with this podcast is now, you know, 84 episodes later. Crazy. It really um, christened the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was the, that the was same the day that we recorded the first the episode. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So I'm saying like, it, there was it, a few Tusker loggers consumed that day. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think Justin only had one. He doesn't like drinking very much. Um, <laughs> he had chalky milk the rest of the night. <laughs> Actually, you didn't have chocolate milk with your zebra dome. I do remember that now. <laughs> he, did, he did. I did. He did. I did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that uh, it was delicious. Thank you. So not only is it the memory tied to that particular beer, um, it's just a really good beer. And uh, I remember going back to Animal Kingdom Lodge just a, a short, like four months after we went in November, mm-hmm. and. My favorite thing was, you know, we had just gotten there and we got our bags to the room and we were just going to um, take the in-laws around and, and show them the resort because they had never been there. And my wife and kids hadn't either. Um, I remember thinking, I'm going to go to Victoria Falls Lounge, grab me a draft husker, <laughs> yes, and I'm going to show everybody where everything is. And I get up there and they're like, yeah, we don't uh, we don't get Tusker anymore. They quit making it. And I'm like, okay. So, <laughs> But yeah, still nothing, nothing else compares for that doesn't. setting. No. And then it was, of course, included in the uh, the Kenya booth for Epcot festivals yes. that time. Yeah. So great pairing for any of those. But yeah, uh, gr- a great tasting beer, but also a, a great memory tied to uh, sharing that with you guys for the first time on the day that we actually uh, got the nerve up to kickstart this whole thing and just just hit record and. Uh, yeah. And here we are now, 84 episodes later. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, you say that too, if, um, if anyone out there, so Tusker Lager is still out there in existence somewhere. Uh, so if anyone listening has any hookups, inside (laughs) information, please, please send, please send it our way because, uh, this is a fantastic beer. If you've got any leads on how we can obtain some, uh, please, please let us know. So, I'm glad you mentioned it, Ryan, because it was definitely on my list as a. Uh, we're not going to let this episode go by without mentioning it. 
So absolutely, it was it was there. I'm proud of you. <laughs> I'm proud you. of both of you for that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so on to mine. Uh, I'm excited about this one because I think this is going to surprise a few of you uh, listening to the uh, to the show, and this is specifically during the Christmas time. Burgers and fries at Cosmic Rays. Negative. <laughs> Chicken tenders at Cosmic Rays. Educated guess. Good. <laughs> it's not food related, but uh, eggnog. We're talking about. <laughs> The Osborne family spectacle. Of oh yes, that's, that's a good one. Oh, Hollywood it's a good one. That's that's a that's a great uh, choice. What's what's intriguing about this is the story behind it. Tell us. Uh, it, I'll to put it up in a gist. A dad was wanting to uh, have a surprise for the daughter for Christmas. Strung up a bunch of lights and it continuously grew year after year after year it got so large that it started affecting uh people trying to go and get groceries at night so it all went to court uh and he had a court order for when he could have lights on and (laughs) just one thing led to another it made mainstream news outlets disney got a hold of it they went through a whole lot of bargaining and talking in the courts and eventually disney said here we'll put your idea in our parks and they agreed to it. And uh, lo and behold, that's what became the Osborne family spectacle of dancing lights at Hollywood studios. And gentlemen, if you've never watched any of the YouTube clips of this show, my goodness, I wish I could have seen this for my own self before it uh, seized operation. Uh, It looked amazing. Yeah, it's it it was it was a spectacle. Uh the rumor is is that once they once they had to take these down, Disney donated the majority of the lights to give kids the world. Yep, they did. Uh, and they oh, used them so for their Night of Million Lights event. Give Kids the World, by the way, is a very is a great charity. They give yes. you know they basically host uh families, uh, affected children uh uh you know through uh through wish programs and things like that uh so it's a really really cool company uh, you know and what they're what they're doing for a lot of families out there i got to go visit uh the night a million lights a couple of years ago it was fantastic the entire village is it's literally a village and it is head to toe in lights and so that's uh it was really really cool to see all those lights on display and especially knowing that some of them very well could have been from, uh, the Osborne, uh, family spectacle of lights. And, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I would love to see this come back in some shape, form, fashion at, uh, at Disney again and at, uh, you know, and at, at Hollywood studios, especially uh, Hollywood studios, Hollywood is studios my, during Christmas time, man, the best it's, it's, I mean, you get magic kingdom of course has that, that lore because it's the classic main street and Justin, I mean, you got to experience the, the holiday party last year and, and seeing all that firsthand in that, in that special type of setting, not just being there during the holidays, uh, but really being at that, at events and that actually goes with that specialized for that stuff. But the throwback styling, that mid century styling of Hollywood studios and everything that they've added to it. And now this yep. year, right. They have the new, the new events going on at Hollywood studios, especially for it. 
right? Yeah. A special yeah. ticketed event again now. So it's, I think it's, I, I, I'm hopeful to see like what they do with this new event and, and which they, the party start kicking off in November and seeing what really happens uh, from it to see like, are, do they keep adding to it? And maybe they, we started to kind of get some of this back in a, in a capacity. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you there, Jordan though. Like, um, the, the vibe that Hollywood studios gives off, um, even outside of the holidays, you have like the neon and the chrome yeah. and everything. It kind of already right. ties in, but then like with the, with the holiday decorations and the tinsel and it goes with the neon and, uh, you know, just this past year, uh, I actually got Slope. to witness the tree lighting ceremony at Hollywood studios oh, yeah. in November. Yeah. Yep. Uh, man, that is just such a total, a total vibe. And it was, it was rather cool the day that we got to do that. Um, yeah. And just like you just said, the snope, they did a snope on sunset Boulevard and stuff. Um, they light up, uh, Hollywood hotel. Uh, man, it's, it's so cool. It's so cool. It's just, it's like classic Americana Christmas. And it's yeah. funny you say that. Cause I want to paint this picture for you. Imagine dancing lights looking down towards Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway with a nice cup of hot cocoa on a cool day. You have the tree already lit at the end, and then the dancing lights going to Christmas Eve, Sarajevo. Because oh. that was a there. thing. Take also, uh, also, part of the song listing that it danced to, Feliz Navidad. I can get down with that. Also, mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. here comes Santa Claus. But not just here comes Santa Claus by anybody. This is the Elvis Presley version. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. boys, that right there screams Americana Christmas right there, and I'm here for it. And then top it off, what's this? <laughs> they did that. What's this from Nightmare Before Christmas? Yeah, that'd have been cool to see. Bring it back, Disney. Bring it back. Well, we'll see. Some way, some way. Yeah, we'll see if we start getting a little bit of flavor back from it for uh, for this year's events. So, Jollywood Nights, by the way, is uh, the name of the event. Yep. So, if you're uh, look forward to uh, to that, if you uh, want to get in the holiday spirit, but of Report course, back to us. We're uh, we're still in we're still in spooky season right now. So, uh, we'll take uh, we'll take spooky season right now. Indeed. All right, for uh, my number one, it's it's been talked about on this show a couple of times, uh, including an episode with our friend Ryan at For the Love of Theme Parks and For the Love of Vlogging. Uh, but when I think of my childhood and going to Disney uh, as a as a kid and teenager, and even as you know a young adult, uh, one thing was synonymous with going to Disney for me, and it was going to MGM Studios, Hollywood Studios, whatever name you want to put on the on the park. Uh, but it was the t- the tower with the Mickey ears, and of course yep. that tower was part of the Studio Backlot tour that yep. was uh, at MGM Studios, Hollywood Studios property uh, is now where to- Toy Story Land and Galaxy's Edge now sit today, and basically you know a uh, was started out as a two hour attraction um, and slowly became about a 30 to 45 minute attraction uh took you around different uh lot experiences like you were in hollywood right and got to see some really cool things this is where 
some of the uh, some of the animation studios were there that they made a few movies, including Lilo and Stitch, where some animation was done for for that for that film. So I, I think you know it's just it was just synonymous for me for going to to Disney and to Hollywood Studios, right? Like my trip was not complete until I went on the studio backlot tour and the you know the whole experience of that uh the on the tram where the where you went through the can the canyon and that gas tanker kind of blew up on you yep. and stuff and it started flooding everywhere love that like just great like i just remember that right Emotion. like just all the time all the time like in my memory like that was just tied to going to disney uh so i it's one of those that i wish i could bring it back now I also mentioned this back on our episode, I believe episode 65, when we were talking to talking to Ryan about about this and about some of the history of Hollywood Studios, which if you if that's your thing, if you like some historical Disney things, um, kind of like what we're talking about today, go check out that episode uh, that we did with our special guest, Ryan, for the love of theme parks. And, uh, you know, you'll we dive in a little bit to some Disney history, especially at Hollywood Studios. So, um but yeah, I, I just now I wouldn't like like I mentioned in that episode too. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't bring this back uh, at the at the casualty of Galaxy's Edge or Toy Story Land. Like I fully appreciate uh, those those new lands and everything that they have there. But if I could bring this back and still keep both of those things too, uh, but if I could just kind of find room somewhere for this, I would just love tear it out because- Pizza Rizzo. <laughs> and Mama Melrose's, they can both go. Uh, Mama Melrose is terrible. Uh, please do ne- never go there uh, if you're listening. T Rash. Sorry. Uh, it's harsh, but I feel sorry for people to get placed there to work because it's not great at all. Uh, but yeah, I, man, I would love to have this back. Just really would. So. Well, they're about to tear out that new fancy Star Wars hotel. If <laughs> 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 oh, we take a tour of see, uh, this is an abandoned hotel. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. <sighs> <sighs> we won't go there. Good vibes oh, only. Man. Exactly. <laughs> Going forward. We're forward, forward, forward. Yeah. Yeah. The, um, the Backlot Express, that you, you pretty much summed it up, Jordan. You know, especially on the trips we got to go on together as youngsters, MGM studios was always in on the fold just as much as magic kingdom yep. was. And, um, if not more, you know, like you said, like you started talking about the Canyon scene with the oil tanker and then it, it catching on fire. And then the flood, uh, I remember being scarred by that as a child thinking that we were actually going to die <laughs> on a damn theme park. Ride. And I was like, I think four at the time when I first seen that, but yeah, that's, um, that's great that you remember those things just like I do. I feel like sometimes I only remember shit that I can remember and <laughs> nobody else knows remotely what I'm talking about. So this was refreshing. Well, uh, it, this is what the, the Disney community is giving a resounding hell yes to. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and he, here's some, here's some pretty cool too. Is, um, if you, if you like that attraction, just like we do, um, and uh, you want to see a little piece of it still, uh, you can go to Wilderness Lodge and go to um, the uh, the pool and Boulder Ridge, the Boulder Ridge area pool, uh, and you will see some of the uh, some of the props from that set 
uh, there around the pool area because it's kind of set up as this kind of like quarry area. Yeah, it's like barrels um, and around crates, the pool, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And so you'll see some of the uh, see some of the props essentially from that attraction uh, placed over in that pool area. So, so just a little lit. just a little <laughs> note. So pretty it's pretty cool to go but to go you know just be hanging out the pool and and realize that that is from that's from that attraction so yeah any honorable mentions for you guys i do i have two quick ones um one being one we just lost recently a food item that would be our uh favorite walking taco from pecos bills we have recently (laughs) lost oh yes and i already want it back because that's my favorite way to get diarrhea at magic kingdom uh, for only 10 bucks. And um, it was a great value. You could feed yeah. the family with it. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, so, so touching lightly on that, but also um, adding the, the complimentary magic bands back to uh, resort stays or renewing your pass. Uh, those yeah. are a thing of the past. Now you can get a discounted one, but um, yeah. I, I could kind of see how, especially with people like us where we might visit, you know, six, seven times a year, we don't need that many magic bands, but you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to turn away a free one, but um, (laughs) at least like, I feel like if you're renewing your past, you should get a choice of like one complimentary one for the year. Cause like, even like the basic one, right? Like they're selling, they're selling those basic ones for what? 15 bucks. So it's It's like, if you're, if they're selling for 15 bucks, you know, it's got to cost them probably one to $2 maybe exactly so like guys just let go of it you know people would see it as a perk and would you know i'll still take a magic band 2.0 at this point for free that's what i'm saying right like the 2.0s yeah i don't think you're getting a i don't think they're going to give away a a plus you know they're they're making 50 dollars a pop on those special ones yeah we'll see (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'll uh yeah it's kind of like tongue-in-cheek here but Give me them uh, early 1990s ticket prices. <laughs> There's an honorable mention for you. I yeah. think we could all resound with that one. Man. Yeah, you just you just know that don't <laughs> work that way. Uh, I'll, I'll throw out one more as well. And it's also kind of tongue-in-cheek, but it's like it was a reality as well. Uh, give me my wait times back during the COVID period. Honestly, I, great. I missed... Um elements of covid disney the the social yes. distancing part and the limited park access stuff that was lit like nobody wanted to be there except us so we could go <laughs> walk on the store and man and, i tell you like yeah. being there when it was empty i mean it was crazy we went we were at magic kingdom i think it was like three weeks after they reopened it uh you know following following the closure from the pandemic and it was a ghost town man it was crazy now there was there were some things obviously things were different right they had the remember all the like the plexi panels and all the tape lines and all the the, red and white tape lines oh my goodness yeah uh it was just but it was crazy it'd be just like literally walking up to the castle in the hub right and like no one nobody was around you no one it was it was crazy i i mean yeah, I mean, it was just, if you were a skilled photographer, that was the epic time to oh, be at yeah. Disney. I mean, it was a very, you know, it was a series of unfortunate events that allowed us that possibility. But um, so and I don't, you know, I, of course, don't want any 
repeat of that. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, there are some, it was, it was nice. It was nice not, uh, not having weights or a crowd. That's for sure. Cause it's, uh, it's definitely different this go around. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, there's just, there's times where, uh, the crowds get a little too overbearing at points. And, um, you know, we had the opportunity to experience at such low capacity that we we know how we have seen how good it could be as far as like, you know, wait times. But, we'll, you know, God willing, we never see that again. Yeah, absolutely. Jordan, you got any uh, honorable mentions that you would like to toss out there? Um, I, I don't, to be to be fair. I mean, the, all of mine were were mentioned in some capacity. That's why I had a few of them on my list just to make sure they got mentioned and but yeah, uh, I think there's, I mean, this is this is a nice episode because it gives us a chance to reminisce about some of the things of the past, right? That we've that we were able to experience as kids or young adults or even just a you know just a a few years ago. But uh, but it always it is nice reminder too that, like I kind of mentioned, you know, Disney is always pushing forward and progressing and. Some of these things were taken away to make way for really cool things like Galaxy's Edge, like Toy Story Land. And so, uh, you know, I'm it, it may seem at some times and we, we can get frustrated with it and, you know, and we'll publicly do so. And we've done so on this on this podcast. And uh, but, you know, sometimes it can be frustrating to see some of these things going away right at the time uh, and and to kind of have that you know, the outlook of why are they, why are you messing with this? Why are you messing with our stuff? You know, and that nostalgia factor, you know, playing a, playing a key part in that, but then it paves the way for these really cool things that we get to experience later on. And sometimes we don't, in the moment, we don't see the big picture and, uh, and man, look at what we've uh, experienced, you know, so far with some of these, some of these changes, you know, backlot, the studio backlot tours is now gone. And, uh, and when it closed, like, man, I miss it. But like I said, I wouldn't give up. I wouldn't give, you know, Toy Story Land up or, or Galaxy's Edge up any, you know, for, for it. So uh, it's, yeah, it's, um, I think it's just a good reminder that it's, it, it's always, you know, the bigger picture is always there. So while I love thinking about, you know, remembering, you know, these moments of the past and uh, the memories that having with them, I, I do think it's important to, to remember that we can, uh, you know, continue to uh, move forward. Yeah, yeah, I agree that um, for for every everything that gets taken away, something better could potentially be in the works. So yeah, um, can't really make too much haste towards towards progress and change. It's 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 good at some times, and it may be a little scary at first for people that get complacent or maybe get a little nostalgic with things, but um, it usually always ends up panning out pretty well in the end. And when it don't, Disney usually has to pay the tab on it anyway, so <laughs> it is what it is. True. <laughs> uh, AKA Star Wars Hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's that. Quite pan that I'm, sure, I'm sure that'll be on someone's list. If they're making their own list like this, then I'm sure that, I'm sure the Halcyon probably would end up on it. They're going to be in a different tax Fair bracket enough. than we are. I, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Well, th- well, that'll uh, wrap up the subject for today's show. But before we leave you here, of course, we would like to mention some of our fantastic partners we get the chance to work with. 
And as Ryan mentioned earlier, you know, we are always aiming to save money at the theme parks. And every time we go to Disney, it allows us to, you know, go more and more. And uh, one of the ways that we are able to save money and are able to go and stay at Disney and on Disney property as frequently as we do is, uh, you know, our awesome friends over at DVCRentalStore.com. They help us and they can help you stay at DVC properties at a very discounted price. Uh, so if you like saving money and you like to go stay at Disney properties, uh, you can save up to 75% uh, versus the Disney rack rates uh, when booking your next stay through dvcrentalstore.com. So go check them out. Uh, the process is super simple. Uh, the people are great that you get to work with and we love them. They've saved us thousands over the years and we will continue to use them because we love saving money. So uh, just as, again, as as you, as Ryan mentioned, you know, it's one way that we can continue to go is by going through these avenues, and we love them. So there's a link in the episode description uh, for them. So go check them out and go save some money. Yeah, absolutely. And another way that we like to save money uh, is on coffee, and coffee is something that the three of us consume on a daily basis. And if we can save money every day, that that's pretty much the, the ultimate goal here. And we are able to do so with our friends at Expedition Roasters because we get great coffee from them at a great price. And if uh, you look in our episode description and click our affiliate link, you can do the exact same thing. So if if you follow along and fill your card up and use our code off the monorails at checkout, you can save yourself 10% on every order in the future as long as you, you use that code. And also, if you get your cart to $65 or more, you get free shipping within the U.S. So that's also another great way to save you some money. And they also have a Beans Rewards program where you can earn points based on purchases. And those points will build up towards future discounts and free coffee. So uh, I don't understand why you wouldn't want to do that uh, because they have awesome, awesome flavors. Uh, Anything from... Butter beer that's inspired by Harry Potter, or for like the spooky season right now, we have some um, some monster inspired flavors. Whether that be like a, a chocolate chili or a blueberry cobbler, we've got alcohol inspired roasts. We got your standard roasts. We have espresso grind. You can choose whole bean if you like. But um, I can tell you, I have tried probably eight or nine of their roasts so far, and I haven't had a single one yet that I didn't like. And I'm still working my way through my second purchase right now. And honestly, I can't wait to get through it so I can buy more new flavors and just keep keep trying all the flavors they offer. But be sure and give them a visit at expeditionroasters.com and uh, yeah, get yourself some great coffee. And if coffee ain't your thing, I'm sure we can find you uh, a candle that'll suit you with our friends at 1901 Candle Co. They are a uh, locally owned uh, small shop here in Northeast Florida. Some great friends of ours with some great products, uh, some candles for spooky season for you Harry Potter folks out there. We got some themed candles for that as well. And then also for the for the Disney parks and the Disney themed rides, we have some theme candles uh, scents for that as well. And they knock them out of the park. They last a long time. The scents are incredible. And what's better than having a great candle with some coffee, right, boys? Oh, yeah. Get a mood right. So uh, go check them out at 1901candlecode.com and then at checkout, use our discount code off the rails 15 to save 15% on your cart when you 
purchase from them directly. And again, that's at 1901candleco.com. And real quick too, uh, if you would please take a moment of your time and give us a rating if on your podcast p- platform, if it allows it, like Apple Podcasts or Spotify, just click those stars, leave us a rating real quick. Apple Podcasts also allows you to write a review. So if you would like to do so and let the audience know what you think of the show, let any future listeners let you know, know what you think of the show, Please let us know what you think of the show. We love reading all the comments. Uh, we appreciate the ratings uh, and reviews so far, uh, but it allows us, this will allow us to grow and continue to grow and reach a wider audience, uh, which we would love to do. So if you would, please do us the honor of leaving us a rating and or review. Uh, we would absolutely love it. Yeah. And also once more, before we get out of here, uh, be sure you're following along on all the socials. Uh, those mainly being uh, Instagram and TikTok. Those are where we're going to push the majority of our content out. But you can also find us on Twitter or X, Threads, Facebook, YouTube. You name it, we're there. We're off the monorails across the board. Be sure and follow along. Subscribe so you get notified anytime we drop new content. We have Meme Mondays. We got Throwback Thursdays. We have episode announcements on Fridays. And we drop a bunch of hilarious-ass reels in between on all these days and um yeah just come and join the fun and shoot us a message get, drop a comment anything uh we love hearing from you guys uh just want to uh, add some more people to this train and keep this thing rolling and adding on to that lastly it's free just share us with a friend co-worker family member just help us spread the word and reach more people so we can help you out all right guys i think that's gonna wrap it up for this one uh we love the look back and you know, going down back in the memory banks and untapping some new ones or some fresh ones. You know, Ryan, you surprised yeah, me. Absolutely, on that. yeah, yeah. I kind of dug into the archives on that one. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. Well, guys, we'll uh, we'll see you next week. Until then, I'm Jordan. I'm Justin, and I'm Ryan, and this is off the monorails. <laughs>